Do you love every part of the quilt making process and you want to connect with a creator who loves that too? Well, today's guest has been sharing her love of quilting for over 20 years. She loves modern quilting and has combined it with a style of teaching that is perfectly imperfect machine quilting. Get ready to be inspired to create. Welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Hello and welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast, where I share stories of inspiring quilt teachers, speakers, designers, artists, authors, and everyday quilters like me and you to share their tips, adventures, and day-to-day life that will bring you more joy and less overwhelm in the quilting studio. My guest today is Krista Watson. She has been quilting for over 20 years and has published four books, dozens of patterns, and her website is loaded with tutorials, free patterns, and all kinds of inspiration. She is a traveling teacher featuring her workshops at huge shows like the Houston Quilt Festival and every year she goes to QuiltCon. She loves to design urban contemporary fabric for Benertex and make quilt patterns and tutorials to go with it. She engages with her audience live on Facebook in a way that really gets to the heart of their problems to help them grow. So here we go. Krista Watson, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. It's so nice to have you here. You have been quilting for actually almost 25 years, right? So what got you started in quilting? Well, as a younger child, I was always interested in crafts and creativity. And my mom got me really involved in sewing and crochet and pottery and all those types of things, but nothing really stuck until I accidentally discovered quilting when I was helping a couple ladies from church, just making some charity quilts. They invited me to join in and it was love at first stitch. And so ever since then, I have just been a diehard fan. I love quilting because even though it makes a mess, there's nothing, there's no glue, there's no paint. I mean, there could be, but it's an easily clean upable mess. It yeah. doesn't stick to me other than thread and things like that. But yeah, I love it. And I just feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah. And you've been doing it for so long. So has there been, you know, a certain person or group of people who were really a creative inspiration for you? Well, I think what helped early on is I started when I was in my 20s and newly married, still in college, and I joined the local quilting guild. And these ladies took me in, they took me under their wing, they taught me everything they know. And sadly, many of them had passed on. I've I've been in the same guild for over 25 years. But as time has changed, first, I was the student, and now I've become the teacher. And so it's really come full circle. And it's just such an exciting craft to be involved with. So how would you describe your type of quilting and the pattern designs that you do? I really like fresh, clean, and minimal. And so nowadays, you know, modern quilting is very popular. And I didn't really realize that I loved modern quilting until the last few years. I first started off making very traditional quilts. And I remember back in the 90s when art quilting really got popular, I would look at these art quilts and I realized I wasn't really drawn to them because I don't really embellish my quilts. But Mm -hmm. now I look back and realize that there are a lot of abstract artists like Michael James and Nancy Crow and Gwen Marston, who now their work would be considered, quote, modern quilting. But back then, it was just called abstract art quilting that was not embellished. So 
I love traditional, but I also love the very abstract, the very linear, the very geometric. Just pouring through the patterns and things available on your website, I can sort of see that there's a little bit of modern, a little bit of traditional, and you're really big on color. So let's get into the story of you kind of, and tell me, where are you in the world and who do you share your world with every day? Well, I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I've grown up here my whole life, so I don't really know any different. And I work from home. My husband works with me from home. We homeschooled our children for a while. They're all off, you know, graduated and going to college and stuff now. But yeah, I just love my little home studio. I love the weather here in Las Vegas. And I always tell people, if you're ever in town, you know, hey, we can get together and we can do some sewing or something. (laughs) Yeah. So getting into your story a bit further, I'd love to know, like out of high school and uh, did you sort of go right into the quilting industry as a career or did you do something else with your school and you know, a job before quilting? Well, what's kind of funny is I always knew that I wanted to pursue art, but as many of us feel this way, I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. I I could not do that. I can't go to art school. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And so instead I was like, well, I want to study business because I know that I want to have my own business at some point. Growing up, I was always very entrepreneurial. So I studied business and I got my degree in accounting and I went to work, you know, for a CPA firm, did all that first day on the job. I knew this is not for me. This is not what I want to do with my life. And so I started dabbling again in the creative pursuits, got into quilting. And literally five minutes after I discovered quilting, I had this aha moment. I was like, oh, is quilting art? Can this satisfy my need to pursue the crafty creative artist area? And also, can I somehow make a business out of this? So I always joke that I knew right away I wanted to have a quilting business, but it took me 20 years to figure out how to make that work. Yeah. And you can tell you've got a lot of good business sense because the way you put things together and you know, present it to the public and your logo is so adorable. What's the story behind your adorable logo and business name with the little character? Well, this is funny. So my business had gone through different iterations. I taught, I sold at craft shows. Now I'm a designer, you know, I sell supplies. I've pretty much anything and everything in the quilting industry. I threw it on the wall to see what would stick. And so Mm -hmm. along the way, I tried out different business names. Well, one time I had to um, log on to eBay to buy, I wanted to buy a Singer Featherweight sewing machine. This was back in like early 2000s or something. And everybody was buying them. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. And my current business name at the time, which I'm not going to say because it was kind of silly, wasn't available. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just log in as Krista Quilts. Okay, Krista Quilts for my eBay name. Well, now that has become my business name and it describes me because I quilt. And so my logo came about because I have a friend of mine who is an artist and she would do uh, commissioned art. And so for those of you that haven't seen it, my logo is kind of a stylized caricature of me at the sewing machine. And a friend of mine drew that for me. And then I hired a graphic designer to take that image and turn it into all of my branding and things like that. So, you know, I like to collaborate. I like to have an idea. I can't draw myself. I can't draw that logo. So I hired somebody to do that for me. And, but it still has my kind of fun, whimsical personality. Yeah. It's so cute. Now, if you want to go and peruse Krista's website, while you're listening to this podcast, go to KristaQuilts.com. She has a blog, there's tutorials, inspiration, and there's also a shop. She's got over 20 patterns that we're about to talk about in a bit. So you can go check those out. Krista, your website is really beautiful and it's full of color. So what made you get into your first pattern? Well, that, this is kind of a fun story. So back in the day, because I've been quilting for a long time and I pretty much started teaching quilting within like a year or two after I started quilting myself. 
And so at the time I was designing everything in electric quilt and I would design original patterns, but I wouldn't put them together as a quote unquote pattern. I would just basically come up with these diagrams, print them off on paper, and I turned them into handouts. So that's basically what it started with was handouts for my classes with original designs that I came up with myself. And my students would always say, oh, you need to make a pattern. You need to make a pattern. But again, it was that whole, you know, imposter syndrome. Oh, I'm not good enough to have a yeah. pattern. Why would anybody buy my patterns? All I'm doing is telling them how many five inch squares they can cut from a strip of fabric. Anybody can figure that out, right? And it wasn't until years later where I was talking to another designer friend and she said, you know what? Everybody's brains don't work like yours. You may know how many five inch squares you can cut from a yard of fabric, but the average quilter may not know that and they will pay you to tell them that information. And so once that kind of clicked, I was like, okay, maybe I do what I am teaching has value. And so then I started creating the standalone patterns in addition to everything else that I offer. That is such a good point. You are not your own customer, right? So, okay, great. So where do you come up with inspiration for your pattern designs? Well, I kind of keep a, a list of inspiration images and files and ideas. And so a lot of times I'll say, oh, I want to do something with triangles. What can I do with triangles? So I'll set myself down at the computer and I'll get on my design software, Electric Quilt, and I will just sit there and I will come up with 10, 15 different ideas of what I can do with triangles. That's one way that I, I do my work. The other way, now that I'm a fabric designer, is I say, oh, I have these 20 bright rainbow fabrics. What type of design can I use that is going to use a fat quarter bundle or is going to use a jelly roll. And so then I look at it from that point of view, how can I design something that's going to show off these fabrics the best? Yeah. And everything you sell as a pattern on your website is available as both a PDF and hard copy, right? Yes. I sell a lot of PDFs to the public and I sell the print ones too. The print ones are mostly so that quilt shops can buy them and sell them along with my fabrics. But I do like to offer both because there's two different customers. Some people like just the convenience of having it at their fingertips, whereas other people are very tactile and they want to have that pattern that they can physically hold. I know that your website touts that you love every part of the quilt making process, but I really want to know what is your favorite part? Well, my favorite part is traveling and teaching the machine quilting, but I really do like the tactile nature. I love cutting the fabric. I even like washing my fabric and I love quilting it. Basting, I've started to come to enjoy. Hand binding, I love doing that. But yeah, machine quilting, I think is my favorite because that's where I can really put my little twist of individuality on it. And then when I teach quilting, it's really fun to see how other people take the same pattern and they put different machine quilting designs on top of it. And that totally changes the look of it. So I love the unlimited possibilities of machine quilting. Yeah. And you are an avid machine quilter on your domestic machine, right? Yes, that's correct. I joke that I'm very short. I'm only five feet tall, so I cannot be a long armor because I do not have long enough arms. <laughs> that's really funny. Okay, let's get dive in a little closer into some of your patterns. So which pattern was your very first pattern you ever created? The very first one I ever made was called Charming Chevrons, and it was just made from basic half square triangles put into a chevron shape. And that one was featured in a quilt magazine, wasn't it? So tell us about that. Yeah, so this was kind of my breakthrough design. I think back in 2012 is when I came up with the idea and I made this charming chevrons quilt 
and I entered it into the very first quilt con in 2013 and it got in the show. It was a very small, like baby size chevron quilt. And so here's where it's really exciting. So at the show, I decided that I wanted to start writing books. I wanted to start doing patterns. And for those of you that don't know, a lot of these major shows, you can really hobnob with who's who in the industry. So that's where I met a lot of people. I happened to meet Mary Fonz and I told her that I really wanted to get into her magazine. Now, for those that don't know, she's the editor of Quilt Folk, but back then she was the editor of this magazine called Quilty. So she told me, sure, go ahead and submit. Here's how you do it, blah, 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 blah. So I submitted an idea to the magazine and it was just a digital image. And along with that, I also submitted my Chevron quilt, which had hung at QuiltCon to show her an example of what my finished work looks like. She emailed me back and she said, I would love to have you in the magazine, but not the idea you submitted. I like that quilt that you had in QuiltCon. So it's a totally different idea. I was like, okay. Yeah. And so she just said, well, you know, because it's already been hung in the show, you need to rework it. You need to make it a bigger size, use different fabrics, that kind of thing. But she really walked me through the process of actually getting a quilt design ready for publication. And so my first official published pattern was first in the magazine. And then later I re-released it on my own. Oh, that's so fun. And Mary Fonz is such a delight to work with, right? She's been one of those really influential people. And what was so exciting about it was this Quilty magazine back in 2013 is not only did she like the quilt, it actually made the cover. So my first oh. ever published pattern was on the cover. And then that really opened up so many doors. I still talk and work with Mary Fonz to this day. She's featured me in Quilt Folk. I see her at shows. And so that's also an example of where, you know, don't be afraid to talk to your heroes in the quilting yeah. industry because you never know when you're going to make a connection with them and when you're going to connect on a deeper level. Yeah, absolutely. I have interviewed her for the podcast. So I'm really excited about that. But back to your patterns. So we've talked about your very first pattern and how exciting that was for you. Which pattern now looking back, do you think has been your bestseller? I have two. One of them is called Modern Logs. And then the second one is called Color Weave. And I think both of them, because like you mentioned, they just feature just shocks of color. They're really fun to do. My patterns sometimes can look a little complicated, but they're not. And one thing that I've learned in quilting is the more complicated something looks, the easier it is to sew, whereas sometimes the most simple ideas are actually the most complicated. So I take your basic shapes, your squares, your rectangles, your triangles, I put them together in an interesting way. And then when you get the pattern, you're like, oh, I get how that goes together. And so I try to teach you something while you're doing it. Yeah. And while we're talking patterns, let's talk about this beautiful quilt you have on the wall beside you. So what quilt is that? This one's called Blooming Wallflowers. And the fun story is that, you know, you'd mentioned, I only, I don't have a lot of patterns. I only have maybe around a couple dozen patterns. And what I end up doing is a lot of times I remake my patterns more than once. So for example, my Charming Chevrons was first in a magazine. Then I released it on my own. And then I re-released it later once I started designing fabric. So it's mm -hmm. kind of the similar thing with my Blooming Wallflowers. First, it was in a magazine a long time ago. Then I released it several years ago and it became a very good seller. And now, I'm promoting it again with new fabric. So the one on the wall for people that aren't necessarily watching, the one on the wall features a navy blue background with some light blue kind of triangles that form this cool flower shape and then bright rainbow designs that makes it look almost like these 3D flowers. Yeah. I'm remaking it currently in my latest fabric and the color scheme is completely different. So it's really fun to see and show how a pattern can look different just depending on the different fabrics that you use. 
Yeah. And that's, that one's gorgeous. Cause I love how you sort of used a low volume kind of fabric with a bright flower on top to make it have that 3d effect. That's gorgeous. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your quilt along. You have a quilt along coming or it's actually started already for 2022. Tell us about that. Yeah. So that's my blooming wallflowers. And so what's been really fun for the first time, so I've been doing quilt alongs for a long time. They're kind of a great way to pattern test ideas. If I haven't released a new pattern or they're a great way to breathe life into a pattern that's already been released. So the current quilt along is called blooming wallflowers. And I walk you through the entire process, seven uh, segments showing you how to make the quilt from start to finish. We're going to cut it, we're going to sew it. We're going to put the top together. I'm showing in the quilt along how to base the quilt, how to machine quilt to quilt and how to bind the quilt. Because my number one pet peeve when I was learning how to quilt is you'd hear all these people say, oh, here's a great pattern. Quilt is desired. Finish it on your own. I want people to have success and actually make the entire quilt. So yeah. my quilt along is very complete. And what I'm doing with my blooming wallflowers like I mentioned, is I'm remaking it in my current fabric and I'm making it more scrappy than the original idea. So people can see the original pattern cover and make it like that, or I've included some enhanced pattern notes with the pattern. They can make a scrappy looking version and it's really up to them. And at the time you and I are recording, I haven't quilted it yet, but by the time this comes out, we might've gotten to that process. And during the machine quilting process, they're also gonna have lots of different options on how they wanna quilt it as well. Yeah. So where can they go if they want to sign up for that? Well, I post everything on my blog at KristaQuilts.com and I'm also doing YouTube videos. So if you just go to YouTube and you just search for Krista Quilts, you can find me and you'll be able to see all of the series. And what I like to tell everybody, the instruction itself is free. I do ask that you buy a copy of the pattern, but the videos are free. The blog posts are free. You could take the techniques that I'm teaching you and you could apply those to any quilt. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about that really fun thing that happened with Mary Fawns with your first pattern and everything, but you are also an award-winning quilter. So what kind of shows have you won awards at for your quilts? Oh, that is so much fun. So first I started entering my work just at my local shows and I started getting an, an award here and there. A friend of mine, I'm from Las Vegas. So a friend of mine calls it quilt casino. You just put your quilt in a show. Maybe you win, maybe you hit the jackpot. <laughs> And so that after I did that, that inspired me to international shows. And so I've gotten ribbons at Paducah. I've won an award at MQX, which is sadly no longer around. I got an honorable mention for one of my quilts at Road to California. And so what I say is I don't enter my quilts to get a ribbon. I am a quilt show enterer, not a show quilter, but every now and then I would say maybe out of every 10 to 15 quilts I enter, maybe one of them will get a ribbon, but that's yeah. not why I do it. I do it to share my work, but then it's kind of that nice pat on the back every now and then when one happens to get a ribbon. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about your collaboration with Angela Walters. Oh, that was so fabulous. So she was one of those people that I met back at QuiltCon in 2013. And I kind of have a fun story about that. So that was a turning point for me. I decided it was time to write books. It was time to kind of take my show on the road that I'd been doing locally. And I decided, well, if I'm going to be a serious quilter, I have to be a long arm quilter. So I spent a series of time going to all these shows, taking all these long arm quilting classes with all these amazing people like Angela. We met we bonded over machine quilting. And you know what? At the end of my little tour of long arm quilting, I decided I am not a long arm quilter. <laughs> and so I always tell everyone, it's just as important to find out what you don't 
gravitate to as what you do enjoy. And so because of that, Angela and I were able to meet each other. And then a couple of years later, we had this opportunity to write this machine quilting book together. She wrote it from the perspective of a long armor. I wrote it from the perspective of a sit down domestic quilter. And it was just a match made in heaven. Oh, that's good. And you did an article with Jackie Gehring. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was so much fun. That was for the Quilting Quarterly, which was the group National Quilting Association, which is sadly no longer around. Okay. I have to make a little joke and tell you guys, it seems like a lot of things that I've done, like I did stuff for Quilty Magazine. I did stuff for a quilt show and another publication and they're all gone. So maybe I'm a bad luck charm. Oh no. <laughs> You're like the grim reaper of quilting. Yes, every time. No, I'm just teasing. But anyway, yeah. So, so Jackie and I had both been writing for the National Quilting Association. And so because we both loved QuiltCon, we collaborated on an article. I think this was back in 2015 on an article about what QuiltCon was like, because the first one came out in 2013. It was this whole new thing. Now people know more about it, but yeah, that again, Jackie, I met her along with Angela back at QuiltCon in 2013, and we've all just become very fast friends. And so I just want to throw out a little thing out there, you know, One thing I tell my students when I teach them in class, when you're at these quilting events, look around and get to know the people around you because you never know when you're going to meet your next BQF, your best quilting friend. Yeah. Oh, that's a really great tip. There are so many amazing people out there. And if you're a quilter who lives at home, you can even get onto some of these virtual shows and meet incredible people who are all all of a sudden your online friends for life, right? So that is such a great tip. So let's get right into your four books. We've already talked about book number two. So what was book number one? So the very first book I wrote was called Machine Quilting with Style, and that one came out in 2015. So I wrote a book in 2015, 2016, 2017, then I took a break and started designing fabric, (laughs) and then I had another one in 2020, but backing up, so that was such a life changer. So I'm at QuiltCon in 2013, I'm inspired by all these quilts, I listened to all these great, amazing people talking about business, because they offered business lectures in addition to quilting, and I literally came home from QuiltCon and was like, okay, I'm going to write a book, it's time to do it, and I put together a proposal, I submitted it to the publisher, they liked it, and then the rest is history, and I've written four books with them, so it's, it's been great. Oh, that's so great. So let's talk a little bit about books number three and four. Okay. So then the third book, and again, I always have fun stories. So I wrote the first book after I got home from QuiltCon. Then Angela and I wrote our book about called The Ultimate Guide to Machine Quilting, which was about long-run quilting. Well, at the time I had another idea about a book that focused on pre-cuts because I love working with pre-cuts to get the quilt top done faster so that you can get to the machine quilting faster. So book number three was called Peace and Quilt with Pre-Cuts. And so just like all of my books so far, it shows how to make the quilt top and how to actually quilted. My fourth book, which just came out in 2021, right, you know, in the heyday of the pandemic, is uh, called 99 Machine Quilting Designs. And it's a little bit different than the other books, because rather than having a full complete quilt, it is just a reference of 99 different designs. And each design has a sketch, it has a actual photo of the quilting that I've done on a sample, and it has instructions on how to do that. So the way I look at it is, once you kind of have learned my tech, 
techniques on how to put the quilting on your quilt, this is a really good reference to say, well, what do I want to quilt? Do I want to quilt some swirls? Do I want to quilt some pebbles? Do I want to quilt some stippling? And so you can just uh, leaf through the book and come up with the, the ideas you like, and you can mix and match them. And what I always tell people, even though it's called 99 machine quilting designs, each of the 99 designs has an alternate idea in the text. So it's really 198 different designs that you can do either with your walking foot or with your free motion, or you can combine both of them. Wow, that sounds great. And I bet that you, if you're new to machine quilting on your domestic machine, you could literally pick up that book and do like 99 days of test quilting in a row and you would get so good. You'd learn so much. Exactly. It's basically my textbook now for my classes. Now that classes have started resuming is I show them in class, we kind of make these little samples and we practice different ideas. And so, you know, in class, we can really only cover about a dozen of them, but then I tell them, okay, your homework, if you choose to accept it is go through the rest of the designs in this book and then do them just like I've shown you in class. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So on your quilting path, was there a moment or milestone when you thought, okay, this is what I love. I'm going to do this for a living. Well, it, it's kind of evolved over time. And so the fun story with that is once I started quilting and teaching quilting, I kind of did it on the side while I raised three children. And my husband was always a big supporter. Well, probably about 10 or 12 years ago, he decided that he had had enough of his job. He was a CPA at the time and he wanted to stay home and work from home. And I said, well, why don't you join me and help me in my quilting business? Kind of behind the scenes. He helps with yeah. product sales, things like that. And so that once he did that and we started working full time together, I really least it was a serious thing because it was like, okay, if we, you know, if we are not successful, we are not eating and we are not paying the mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Kind of having that fire behind us of like, okay, this is feast or famine. This is sink or swim really kind of made me take myself a little bit more seriously and really focus on things that were going to sustain our family. Yeah. And along the way, you've landed a few big ambassadorships. So which companies do you love to work with in that way? Well, this was so much fun. And this just comes out of my love to just want to work with everybody and seeing everybody's praises. And the way, for those of you that don't know, an ambassadorships means you're like a representative of the company. You're independent. You're not an employee, but you represent them. Maybe you mention them in your blog. Maybe you use their products while you're teaching. And for me, what I realized is I was using these amazing products. For example, I love Bernina sewing machines. They, they're amazing for quilting. I love designing an electric quilt software. I love using Hobbs batting. I've just gotten into acting quilt die cutting. And so all of these things that I've been doing, I'm like, okay, I'm already using these products. Why shouldn't I partner up with a company? Because then, you know, maybe they'll send them to me, or maybe I can get an affiliate fee, or maybe they'll pay me to write some content for them or something like that. And so it's all part of the business plan that just works together because I would actually be doing this anyway. And I have had companies come to me and offer their products and I have had to turn them down because I don't use them. So you can know that whatever I'm using and I'm sharing and I'm talking about, I was already doing that. So I just kind of layered like on top of it. Okay, I'll sing your praises because I already love your company. So that's pretty much the, the ones I just mentioned. Bernina, AccuQuilt, Electric Quilt, Hobbs Batting. And then of course, I'm a fabric designer for Benner Tech. So I just, you know, I love the industry. I love the people in the industry. And I just pinch myself that we all get to do this as a job. 
Yeah. And it's, there's actually one thing you mentioned there that I really want to touch on because, you know, a lot of times in the quilting industry, people think, oh, it's an, this is some affiliate thing they're trying to make me do. But the reality is affiliates for small creators and small businesses are so valuable because it's something that that small creator has tested and it's tried and true and they love it. And when they get a small affiliate income, it's at no cost to the customer. So it really just helps out the business and it's a win-win for everyone. So I just wanted to mention that because every once in a while I hear a creator on Facebook or wherever, and they say, I love this. I love this. I love this. Oh, but don't worry. I'm not an affiliate. And I think, gosh, you should be an affiliate because (laughs) that's important, right? Just the other one I forgot to mention was Orifil. I've done stuff for them. And then now I have my own thread collections. And that came about because I was so frustrated when I would teach machine quilting and I do all this machine quilting. There's like a million different types of thread and a million different types of needles and people get confused. And so once I spent several years testing out different threads, and then once I found for me, the way that I quilt, I just use one thread. I use Orifil 50 weight cotton for piecing and quilting. And I only use one type. They have lots of different threads, but I only use one And for me, that kind of simplifies the process. So it's very easy for me to talk about it and demo it because it's like, oh, this always works. So why would I try something else? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I love to ask this question of all my creative friends. What brings you the most joy? I think dreaming about the possibilities. I don't know about you, but I can do things so much faster in my head than I can in real life. So the hope and the excitement of a new project just brings me so much joy. Oh, that sounds so good. Okay, so now we're going to take a break for our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Krista's workshops, her lectures, her lines of fabric, her upcoming book, and her latest exciting news about the Krista table. Yes, she has her own table. We'll be right back. This August, I am hosting a trip to England and Wales to see the Birmingham Festival of Quilts and so much more. The itinerary is amazing, but I'm not just taking you to some big old quilt show. You are going to meet friends who have the same passion as you, or you could even invite a friend and make it a well-deserved getaway with your bestie. You'll be traveling in a group which feels safe and secure. It will all be perfectly planned for you, so you just have to show up with a smile each day. You'll be making memories to last a lifetime. I really hope you'll join me. Go to quilteronfire.com slash events or call Judy directly at Opulent Quilt Journeys at 1-877-235-3767 to find out more and book your trip today. Okay, so we are back. So Krista, I've mentioned that your website is kristaquilts.com where you have all kinds of inspiration. So let's talk first about how you connect with quilters. You have a really well-established Facebook group and you go live all the time, right? I do. So I've kind of evolved. I've done several Facebook lives and now I'm focusing a little bit more on YouTube because what I realized while live is really fun, I like to be able to kind of edit it and I get a little better video quality. So my goal now is to release weekly YouTube videos, either as part of a quilt along or it's a re-release of something live that I've done, but I really enjoying playing around over there. And I'm finding that it's very intuitive to be over there on that platform. Okay. Sounds good. And I want to talk a little bit about your teaching. So have you had some favorite quilt shows or travel destinations that you've taught at? 
Oh, absolutely. So I teach, there's kind of three different venues that I teach at. I either go to sewing machine stores um, like Bernina dealers that are also quilt shops. I also teach for guilds around the country and I teach for big national quilt shows. And so what was really my most exciting thing that I ever did is I actually got to teach a couple of years ago in Australia at the Australian Machine Quilting Convention. This of course was before the pandemic, before everything shut down. And I was able to take my family with me. And that was so amazing. So they would go and explore and I would go and teach. And then on the days off in between, we would all tour the country together. And that was just the most amazing thing to be able to see quilting in another country. And, and it was just really neat for my kids to be able to say, oh, wow, like our mom took us to Australia for quilting. How cool is that? Yeah, that is so cool. And now you're teaching in person again, actually. And so what kind of things do you like to teach, actually? What are your favorite classes to teach? So I love teaching people how to do a quilt from start to finish, but that does not translate to the travel show circuit. So then yeah. I just teach machine quilting. And so my most popular classes are um, teaching a full day of walking foot quilting and a full day of free motion quilting. And my tip that I always tell everybody is if you think you're not a very good quilter, start with walking foot quilting first yeah. so that you can get kind of the lay of the land and comfortable with your machine. Once you've mastered walking foot quilting, then go on to free motion quilting because you know that quilting works. Now it's just a matter of moving the quilt underneath the machine. But yes, I love teaching machine quilting. And my favorite thing is in class when I literally see a light bulb go off over someone's head and they're like, I get it. I can do this. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. Yeah. So I want to know what's coming up for you at QuiltCon. What are you teaching there? So in, in February, depending on when this airs, February 2022, I am going to be teaching a, a walking foot class called Quilting Between the Lines with Your Walking Foot. Wow. And of course, I have the same class also at QuiltCon called Quilting Between the Lines with Free Motion. So wow. the idea is rather than trying to mark things out, you can use lines on your quilt. So for example, if you're quilting a jelly roll quilt and your seam lines are two inches because your strips are two inches finished, what can you do in between that two inches of space that's very easy, it's very achievable. And so I'm really excited about those. And then I'm doing a kind of a hands-on design type workshop, basically teaching you how to look at your quilt and break down the process of figuring out how to quilt it. Because a lot of times people will say, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. How do I even, where do I begin? So it's kind of taking that idea of how do you quilt it and how do you break down the process? What designs do you choose? What do you quilt where? So kind of like a hands-on drawing design class where people are going to bring in either their quilt tops or they're going to bring in pictures and we're going to come up with strategies on how to quilt their quilts. Yeah. Okay. And QuiltCon will probably be done by the time this airs, but that's okay. I want to talk a little bit more about your YouTube channel. You have close to a hundred videos on your YouTube channels, but there's this one topic you like to tackle that I think is really adorable. It's the ask me anything type of thing. So why do you like that format? Well, I'd like to be an open book. I mean, people that have come before me have taken me under their wing and helped me out. So I really like to pay that forward. And so I'll do different topics like ask me anything about machine quilting, or you can ask me anything about business or whatever, because I want people to not be afraid. I want to be very approachable. I want them to feel like if you have a question, whether it is what thread do I use or how do I get started being a quilting teacher like you, you can ask me those kind of questions and I'm here to help because I have this philosophy in life. You can either look 
look at things um, from a philosophy of scarcity or abundance. And I choose a philosophy of abundance, which means there's enough room for all of us. We can all share and we can all enjoy this craft together. You know, just because I have a part of the pie doesn't mean I'm taking away the pie from you. It just means we're going to make a bigger pie so we can accommodate everyone. Oh, absolutely. That's such a great philosophy. And you also have a couple of lectures. So what are the topics of your lectures? Well, my two most popular lectures is um, one talking about modern quilting. I like to show examples from previous uh, quilt cons, not only about modern quilting, but about modern machine quilting. So you have all these topics like, okay, well, there's improv piecing. Well, what about improv quilting? You know, and so I, I like to apply the modern aesthetic to the machine quilting process. And so that's fun one. And then my other most popular topic is called how do I quilt it, which again, I have a lot of different content. I can do a short lecture, a long lecture, again, breaking down the process of how do you actually apply those designs to your chosen quilt top. Yeah. So you have a modern quilting lecture, a how do I quilt this lecture? And then of course you also have a trunk show, right? Yeah, exactly. Where I'll talk about my quilts and I will talk about my quilting journey, you know, how I got here, you know, where it all started. And that's always fun because again, I just want to inspire people no matter what you want to do, whether you want to talk or you want to quilt, it's not going to be a smooth path from A to B, but you can do what you want to do. Just don't be the one standing in your own way. If you have an idea or a goal, keep going until you get there. Absolutely. Okay. Now let's talk fabric. So I want to know, when did you start designing fabric and tell us about your first design? Oh my goodness. This was so fun. This is one of those ideas where I think if you put something out into the universe, it comes back to you. So back in, I believe it was in 2016, I went to a trade show type of thing or like an industry show about how to have a quilting business. And I had already had my established quilting business, but one of the topics was fabric design. So I went to this industry event to learn, do I want to be a fabric designer? I think I want to be one, but do I really? So I went and then people like Allison Glass and Tula Pink and Pat Sloan and really big fabric designers they gave talks about their fabric design process. It was a two-day event. At the end of the event, I said, yep, I absolutely want to be a fabric designer. I think maybe I put that out on social media. Hey, I'm at this event and I think I want to design fabric, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, I get this phone call out of the blue from Benertex and they said, you know what? You're a Bernina ambassador. Uh, Bernina owns Benertex for those of you that don't know that. You're a modern quilter. We really like your style. Would you like to design fabric for us? Two days after I said, I want to do this, somebody comes out and they answered that query. And so, you know what? Be in the right place at the right time, be prepared. So the first thing I did is I said, yes. And the second thing I said was, how do I design fabric? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's so great. Well, let's get into that. So how do you choose your designs? And is that a digital process as well? Or are you scribbling in a sketchbook? Now that one, and I love your thing, your sketchy McSketch face or whatever. (laughs) Sketchy McSketcherson. So for my fabric designs are totally different than designing uh, quilt patterns. With fabric, because it's not like geometric, it's not, you know, linear, it's, it's flowy, meaning your design flows across the page in a repeat. I start just with sketches on paper. And so that's where I have my notebook. I have my colored pencils. I come up with sketches on paper. Sometimes I do little in the computer. Mostly it's just 
I have an idea and I draw it out on paper. Then I take all my sketches and I take like a mood board and a color palette and I take all of this stuff and I submit that to Benertex. And then we set an appointment and I work with one of their graphic designers and then we collaborate. We come up with what I've done, my raw materials, and we discuss and iterate and design kind of together until we come up with a cohesive fabric collection. And then it takes several weeks of like, you know, working together every single day for a little bit every day to come up with these ideas. But by the end, I basically have a hundred ideas on paper. They print everything on paper. And then I narrow that down to maybe 20 to 25 pieces in a collection. So fabric design is different from everybody. You know, everybody approaches it differently, but this kind of collaborative process where I start with my sketches and then they provide the repeat, the technical expertise really works well for how my brain works. Okay. And this is kind of a quilty biz question, but once you have a fabric design and it's actually available to you to have fabric in your hands, how do you feature that out to the world? Well, what I started doing, because this kind of ties into my earlier thing where I quilt all my own quilts. I make all my own quilts hundred percent. I don't farm it off to anyone. So because of that, I'm limited on the amount of quilts I can make in a year because I'm doing the whole process. And so I've decided that I only work with my own fabric. And so every single quilt that I make is made out of my fabric. And so that way, before I was making quilts and showing them anyway, now I've added one more step. I'm making quilts, I'm showing people how to do them, and now I'm doing it out of my fabric. So it's just kind of all works in together. So every single time you see me sewing, it's my fabric. Every time I do a quilt along, teaching examples, it's my fabric. So that's kind of the backdrop of everything else. And people can say, oh, I really like that charming chevrons quilt with your black, white, and bright collection. How can I find that? And so it's available and people see it in action. Yeah. And so are the fabric lines are, I guess in the industry, sometimes a fabric line comes, it comes out and then it's not available anymore. Is that the same for your fabrics? It does, but Benertex is really nice in that they print things longer. So like if something is selling really well, they will reprint it. I just released my seventh fabric line and then I'm working on number eight that'll come out later in 2022. And I have fabric that was from my second fabric collection back in like 2017. There's these two gray fabrics called um, Confetti Crosshatch, which have just sold and sold and they're still in print because they continue to sell. And so if I get a hot selling fabric, it will be around a little bit longer than your standard, which is really nice. Oh, and I actually have some of that in my stash. Mm -hmm. And I have to give you a little shout out here because there was a retreat a couple of years ago that I had that you sent me some fabric and the quilters poured over it. And I really enjoyed that at the retreat. So I don't know if this is like asking you what your favorite child is or anything, but what's your favorite fabric that you've designed? Okay. This is so funny. So most of my fabrics are bright and rainbow, but what I really like is I like the neutrals. So like the grays that I mentioned, the confetti crosshatch, and then my latest collection is called black, white, and bright. And so there's a lot of black and white and a lot of gray prints along with the color. I have this fabric in there. That's just a stripe. It's just a black and white stripe. I have been wanting to put a black and white stripe in my collection and it took me seven collections to get to. Haven't even done much with it, but just for some reason, that crispness and that the contrast, the the black and white negative, you know, positive negative just really gives me all the good vibes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. So what is this news about the Krista table? You have your own table? Oh my goodness. Yes. And, and as a publication, we're either going to call it the Krista table or the Krista cabinet for those that would see the video I've got it behind me, but this is a collaboration that came out of necessity. So again, long story, I love to quilt all my own quilts. 
And I had a table that I had been using. And my number one recommendation is when you're doing domestic machine quilting, you want a table that has a cutout drop in so that you have the entire work surface. Well, as I was starting to get known and as, as I was starting to collaborate, I started going to all these different table companies looking for the perfect table and I couldn't find it. So the perfect table has the drop in. The perfect table also has an extended leaf on your left hand side. So you have this like upside down L shape to hold the weight of the quilt. The perfect table has room on the right hand side for you to put all of your notions and the perfect table has something on the back of the table to keep the quilt from falling off the table because if you have a setup where you're sewing in the middle of the room not against a wall you need a little corral basically or a little quilt stop to hold your quilt from falling off the table and so I could not find a table that held these features so I invented my own I, I talked to a couple different companies and finally I partnershiped with Arrow and they said, okay, we like your idea. We're going to make it and it's going to be in production and available in May of 2022. And so it is literally a dream come true because if you domestic machine quilt, you need this table. It will make your life so much easier. Okay. So speaking of exciting new developments, you have something coming up next. That's a big project. So what can you tell us about your new book? Well, I'm really excited. So I had mentioned earlier that I'd written four books before, and my first one was in 2015. And my first set of four books were all with Martin Galvat Patchwork Place, who is an amazing publisher. Well, this time around, now that it's been a couple of years after those set of books, I am working with CNT Publishing on this new book, which is going to be called How Do I Quilt It? And it's basically the accumulation of all of my experience teaching over the last several years. So like I mentioned earlier, I have a lecture called How Do I Quilt It, which teaches you how to apply the quilts to different areas. This is basically the embodiment of my lecture. I realized none of my previous books had all of the information all in one place that I had developed in my lecture. So this book is the physical manifestation of my very popular lecture that I've been doing for a few years. It's going to include my wall basting demonstration. It's going to include different projects that you can practice your skills. It's going to have a gallery of some ideas, and it's going to be different than each of my previous books because it basically puts all of the information all in one spot. So how do I quilt it? It comes out in July of 2022. Okay. Now I want to do something that I do in every podcast. It's really fun. It's called the lightning round Robin, and it's like a rapid fire series of questions and it's super fun. So are you ready? Yep. Okay. First, what is your favorite notion? My favorite notion is actually called a Hera tool. It's a little looks like a white plastic putty knife, which is good for marking straight lines and stitching on top of them. Ah, so it just kind of makes a little crease in your quilt and you don't leave marks. Exactly. What? Okay. So what is on your design wall that's new and you're creating right now? Well, let's see right now. It's, it's kind of more in my head than on my design wall is I've just finished designing four patterns for my next fabric collection, which will be out in the summertime. I will give you a tiny hint of the name. It's going to be called stitchy. That's ah. all I but look for that in the summertime. And so I'm waiting for my fabric samples to arrive and I'm working on the patterns behind the scenes now. So I guess you could say it's on my virtual design wall right now. Okay. And what color do you end up choosing most when creating a quilt? I love the rainbow. I can't get away from it. I, I try to be a more limited palette, but I just, you just can't go wrong with a good rainbow. Okay. And what has been your most watched or viral TikTok to date? 
Oh my gosh, I have a video, uh, a one minute, 60 second video showing how I baste my quilt using my design wall and basting spray. And it has gone crazy. <laughs> oh, and where can we find that? So on TikTok, what's your name? Just Krista Quilts. Okay. Every, everywhere I'm Krista Quilts. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, it's all the same. Good. Okay. And what do you listen to while quilting? I listen to podcasts. Ah. I listen to my Quilter on Fire podcast. I'm not just saying that. In fact, I think you and I became friends because I listened to your podcast while I was quilting. So Aww. you are a part of my quilts, Brandy. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm in, I'm sort of ingrained in every stitch. <laughs> sure are. That's great. Okay. Is there anything quilters would never know about you? Well, one thing that I, I've kind of been letting people know, I'm actually very hard of hearing. And so people don't realize that because I'm so boisterous and I'm very gregarious at times, but I'm also a little loud. But uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, I just started losing my hearing. And so I wear hearing aids, and, but I just don't let it stop me. And I always tell people, if I can't hear you, that's okay, as long as you can hear me. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. And what is your escape and downtime from the quilting biz? Oh my goodness. We just put in a pool in our home here in Las Vegas. And so that is my happy place. Anytime I just need to escape and get away in the summertime, I get in the pool in the wintertime, I get in the spa and it's really good aqua therapy. Okay. So let's talk about this week's podcast giveaway. So Krista is giving away two charm packs and a pattern. So yay. Thank you so much, Krista. That Krista, <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Let's go to Christmas. What? Where did that come from? If you Google me in some areas, Krista quilts, it'll yeah. want to change it to Christmas quilts. Christmas quilts. Okay. So this week's podcast giveaway, Krista is giving away two charm packs from two different fabric lines and a pattern to go along with it that uses charm packs in the pattern. So that is such a generous prize, Krista. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I'm happy to get other people excited about fabric and design just as much as I am. Okay. And as we wrap up today, what do you want quilters to take away most from our conversation? I want them to know that quilting is approachable, whether it's your first quilt or your hundredth quilt, you can always learn new things. You definitely don't have to be perfect. And as long as you enjoy the process, that's awesome. Ah, that's such a great message. Thank you. So it's been so nice to hear your story today. Thank you for being on the show. All right. Thanks for having me. And that was my interview with Krista Watson, an award-winning quilt maker, pattern and fabric designer who has created a really great business and website with loads of educational content and over 20 patterns to choose from. Krista is the kind of teacher that will fill your toolbox with all kinds of great new quilting skills, and she's not afraid to be put on the spot with a question. One thing I really love, like I said earlier, is her Ask Me Anything format, which really tackles current problems where quilters are stuck and helps her followers grow. Be sure to join her on Facebook and check out her YouTube channel and check out her website at kristaquilts.com. Now, are you loving this podcast? Take a moment right now to think of a friend who might love it too. I'd be so thrilled if you would share this podcast or write a review on your podcast app. The kindest thing you can do to support a creator is to introduce them to your friends. Did you know you can now connect with the Quilter on Fire in more ways than ever? Head on over to quilteronfire.com to find the Q Creative Membership, which is a live monthly fiber art project. And coming soon, I'll be opening up Q School, which is a series of on-demand courses available to you 24 hours a day. Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.